watch this. It's hard to believe that this show's been around for a year now. I didn't even think we'd be around this long. And so, in celebration of this milestone, I decided to pull out one of my favorite feel-good movies of the past few years, and that is Licorice Pizza. With me, I have Andrew. Pizza time. And Riley. Hi. Licorice Pizza was released on November 26, 2021 in North America. It was written and directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. And it stars Alana Haim, Cooper Hoffman, Sean Penn, Tom Waits, Bradley Cooper, and Benny Safdie, with additional appearances from Christine Eversole, Maya Rudolph, John C. Riley, and multiple others. In this movie, a teenage actor develops a relationship with a young woman in 1973 California. And I'm going to read the critics' consensus. Licorice Pizza finds Paul Thomas Anderson shifting into his surprisingly comfortable gear, and getting potentially star-making performances out of his fresh-faced leads. As always, if you want to watch along with us, then you can go over to Just Watch to find out where you can buy, rent, or stream the movie in your area. This time you'll need to pause after the movie, after the MGM logo, and when I give the countdown and say now, then press play and you should be synced with us. Alright, what do you think of us doing licorice pizza? This is going to be epic. Yep. A nice little... I'm very excited. As a profound lover of early 70s nostalgia... This should be a good experience for me. I'm really excited. I wanted to watch, like, this movie for a while. Like, I haven't really seen it, like, around anywhere. So, I think it's really cool that we're finally doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, it's nice. Fun fact, does anyone want to know what a licorice pizza is? Ooh, I know. It, it's... Like this movie was named after a vinyl record, a record store chain in like SoCal. That's right. Licorice Pizza is a fancy name for them vinyl records, and I just got some vinyl records today when I was out shopping in undisclosed city. Uh, let's see here. I got um, Jackson Brown uh, running on empty, which of course features running on empty. Uh, Jackson Brown self-titled, which features Dr. My Eyes. Um, the uh, Greatest Hits compilation by uh, John Denver, which, of course, features Take Me Home, Country Roads. Hmm. Um, the Greatest Hits by um, James Taylor, which I probably will not listen to ever, and I'm only keeping for brownie points. Hmm. Uh, Symphony Number no. 2 by Robert Schumann, a very underrated composer, if you ask me. And the soundtrack to Caddyshack. Hmm. Oh, that's, that's a nice I'm little glad I, Caddyshack. Yeah. I'm glad I got to share all this with you. Yeah. We should totally get to Caddyshack on uh, Watch This One Day. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I've wanted to watch that for a while. Yeah. I've seen it a few times, but only like the TV edited for TV version, so I'm not getting the full version, bro. Mm. Uh, yeah um i don't know what else to say um but we should just talk more when we start the movie uh speaking of which is everybody ready wait what not before i say not before i say one more thing uh i looked it up and the greatest hits by john denver which i bought was released in 1973 which is the year this movie takes place sorry so it it only makes sense that everyone in this movie listened to John Denver Greatest Hits compilation at one point in their lives. Hmm. I was going to make a similar joke um, during this, uh, but I'll 
get to it when I get to it. Um, so, uh, anyway, is everybody ready? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Three, two, one, now. Okay. MGM and Focus Features presents an association with Braun Creative. Who names their child Braun Creative? We got a title. Uh, I think Braun Creative's yeah. it. Braun Creative is a, actually a, a production company. They're, they're like I know. A, I'm being, I just want to be funny. Why can't you let me be funny? Whoops. I, 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 I tend to not be able to get stuff. So, um... Uh, okay. Oh, this place... Oh, I was going to say, uh, this movie takes place in 1973. Uh, or rather, I should say, it's set in 1973. And so, like, which is just a couple of years after the Stooges released their... Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> Why did I know where you were going with that? Why? <laughs> LA Blues, epic LA Blues moments. <laughs> Why does this give me the perks of being a wallflower vibes? Mm, well, it, Maybe well, because they're all high school age? I don't know. Yeah, um. Okay. I. I, I like, I love how, like, vintage this movie looks. Like, it feels almost, it feels almost like it was shot in, in the early 70s. Hmm. Kind of. Yeah, and it's got a nice little soundtrack. I'm probably going to mm-hmm. use this movie as a jumping off point for another, like, like, I mentioned in, um, my... In, in the Rock of Ages episode about all the young dudes by Mata Hoople that I had a I was working on a movie set in uh, 1974-75 and it was going to be like um, Licorice Pizza's East Coast counterpart that's how I, I was envisioning it hmm. you guys see the event I just posted in the Hunger Games Sim d- Discord okay. I did not I don't have my phone on me. Let me check. Uh, we have, um, yes, we have, uh, for the record, um, for those just tuning in, we have, uh, we, we often do Hunger Games Sims, and, uh, we have a separate server for Hunger Games Sims where we post, like, tributes and events and stuff, and... I'm going to read the event Riley just made. Player One travels to 1973, which is three years after the Stooges released their iconic album, Funhouse. I'm not let down. I'm just disappointed. (laughs) You should be. Another, um... Yeah, another, um... Like, little... Note for the newbies to watch this and Rock of Ages. Um... Early on in Rock of Ages, um, we did an episode about um, Funhouse by the Stooges. And the last track on that album is um, four minutes of incoherent rambling called L.A. Blues. Uh, Actually, it's five minutes, so... Oh. (laughs) Not that that makes it any better, but... (laughs) And uh, I remember it gave... 
It gave Riley a migraine, and it gave me the same vibes as uh, Weird Al Yankovic's hidden track called Bite Me, which is just like six seconds of a, like discordant noise um, meant to scare anyone who left the CD player on. <laughs> to be honest, guys, I actually kind of like LA Blues. Yeah. It, it it has a sort of charm to it. <laughs> a very, like, sexual charm. Yeah. You could say it has a very raw power, which is the name of the Stooges album they released in this year of 1973. Yeah. The year of our Lord Iggy Pop and Herman Munster. <laughs> and, um... Uh, like, um... little fun fact about this. Um, the main character, Gary Valentine, who is played by uh, Cooper Hoffman, uh, he was based on Paul Thomas Anderson's friend, Gary Gutsman, who, um... Who, um... Hmm. Let, me, let me just... Like, who um, he started off as a child actor in movies such as Yours, Mine, and Ours, the original one with Lucille Ball, and um, he um, and he, he later owned a waterbed place and a pinball palace, and and more recently he's been uh, Tom Hanks's uh, producing partner. Who um, and one of the movies he, they both produced. Is uh, the last full movie we covered on this podcast where the wild things are? That's interesting. It all comes. It all kind of comes together. Yeah. Oh yeah, Kronk is gonna, and then Kronk comes in like, oh yeah, it's all coming together. You know, seeing this, uh, these shots of suburban Los Angeles. They make me pine for uh, my days back in San Diego. I'm not saying I want to go back there, like or, like move back there, but it just I miss those days. Those were good days. Hmm. It would be pretty. Yeah. I, I mean, in this be... scene of licorice pizza, the main character is eating something. I can't see what he's eating, so I'm just going to assume it's licorice pizza. <laughs> You just did. You just make up like a shitty movie detail. Yep. Yeah. I didn't. I just. I just made it up. I didn't have to search up on Reddit or anything. Yeah. Um. Riley, did you hear my epic shitty movie detail? Yes, I did. <laughs> okay. Okay. I found. I found an actual posted. Uh, Shitty movie detail in uh, the server of shitty movie details. In Licorice Pizza, Alana tells Gary that vinyl is made from oil. Uh, spoiler for later in the movie. Licorice Pizza was a vinyl record store in L.A. This is a nod to Paul Thomas Anderson's other film, There Will Be Blood, based on a book called Oil by Upton Sinclair. Hmm. Let's see if there are any shitty movie details for where the wild things are. I don't think we looked at any. Uh, there probably is. Um, there is none. 
That's a but shame. I did Although find... I did just find this one. Um, in Signs, the big M. Night Shyamalan twist is that the aliens turned out to the most dumb species in the galaxy. Though it's pretty obvious when you think about their decision to invade a planet where 71% of the thing that kills them is visible from freaking space. Romy? Yeah, yeah, um, I, I, I found a funny, um, picture, I, 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 there was no, um, shitty movie details for, um, where the wild things are, but I did find this picture, um, it's a, a screen cap from, uh, Spongebob, or it's Mr. Krabs, like, he's, uh, and there's a door behind him, and one of the comments is just like, if you look closely, you will notice a door behind Mr. Krabs. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. This is the moment when Mr. Krabs became Heisenberg. <laughs> oh. Speaking of which, how's uh, how's your Breaking Bad viewing? It's going good. Walter White is so close to actually Breaking Bad. Yeah. Um. Uh, how how far are you uh, how far are you away from uh, the episode where he falls to the ground crying? Well, that's at the end of season five, and I'm in the middle of season four, so... You're getting close now! Yeah. I, I... I'm... 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 I'm so scared. Because it's probably going to be a very sad scene, and when I see it, I'm just going to burst out laughing. Because you... Because it's the meme! It's... It's like the funny pic... It's the funny scene... It's the funny gif of Walter White. Yeah. And in other news, um the mask singer um started season 8 and uh there looks like they're they're really upping the end. Like mm. because um uh spoiler for that show, um the first two people who were unmasked were William Shatner and Eric Idle. Mm. Which is um pretty epic, and uh, they, they all like there's two unmaskings each week. Uh, there were four people in um there were four people in that episode, and uh, they they unmasked the third contestant, um, whom uh, several people have I didn't recognize the voice, but uh, I judging by um various posts, um, people have figured out to be, um, Chris Kirkpatrick from NSYNC. Uh, the clue package would have you believe it was a, um, it was a, uh, it was a football player, somebody like Tom Brady, but, um, like, so, that, yes, it's when does an NSYNC player play football? Um, they, they don't play football, but they, um, they were, they did sing in the Super Bowl halftime show one time. Well, that immediately means that it that that it's in sync. <laughs> you know, this show can be very clever sometimes, but it can also be very, very stupid. Yeah. Maybe it's too intelligent for me. I don't know. Like, everyone thought this the uh, the turtle or the snail or whatever was going to be Seth MacFarlane, but it turns out it's just a guy with a weird puppet. I would love it if they like, after, if 
if we were in like the li- live studio for the Masked Singer, and after they cut some commercial after Kermit was revealed in the Masked Singer, and we just saw Kermit's puppeteer just get out of there, get out of the costume, and just put the puppet away, and we're all just everyone's just staring like our childhood has been ruined. The suspension of belief has been destroyed. My disappointment is immeasurable and my day is ruined. <laughs> hey, Raleigh, you've been awful quiet. Yeah, I've just been watching and I've also just been working on some stuff. Mm. That's fair. Fair, fair. I've been I've I've been eating dinner myself. Yeah, um so um Alana's family, uh the female lead, uh they're played by her actual family and some people may be aware that Alana um Alana Haim and she's in the band Haim with uh, her two sisters in real life. And uh I strongly implore anyone out there listening to uh discover their music and they're very good. I and, bet they are good. Yeah, and uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's actually directed several of their music videos in the past. Oh, so it's a different kind of nepotism. Um, just like friendship nepotism. Yeah. Like. Hmm. Why does the father look like Ronald Reagan? Um, that's not. <laughs> Uh, that's not his dad. It's just like a guy that owns a restaurant. Uh, Is the restaurant? Does the restaurant serve licorice pizza? <laughs> Good grief! It's a running gag. <laughs> so, Good like, grief! The comedian's a bear. <laughs> oh God, that's that segment is so that that segment is so iconic. So iconic! I can't recognize it. Um, uh, it's from the Muppet Show. Um, like. He was, like, so, like, good grief, the comedian's a bear. No, he's a not, he's a wearing a necktie. And, so and funny. I, I'm gonna... uh, speaking of, uh, speaking of Muppets, I, I sent this to Romy, uh, ye- like, yesterday. It was the final Jeopardy, and the category was pop culture. And the clue was, in 2011, Leland, Mississippi, where Jim Henson grew up, honored Henson and his Muppets by renaming a bridge this. Also, a song title. Which is um, Rainbow Connection. Tying it back to the very first episode. It's, it's uh, proving our podcast is the center of everything. Just wait till it gets to all these other movies. and. Mm-hmm. Also, um, watch this meetup at the Rainbow Connection Bridge. Let's do it. Yeah, um... Like I, I actually looked it up. Um, the Rainbow Connection Bridge is actually um like, they they hold um Frog Fest every year, which is like uh, is this like it's like Shrek Fest with frogs. <laughs> yeah, they have like uh, let me, let me just remember. Um, so it, it's a it's an art festival with uh storytellers, magicians, Delta cuisine, and even some puppets. You know, um, I don't mean this in a negative way, but the uh, male lead, he kind of looks like Ed Sheeran if he ditched the glasses and the hipster beard. <laughs> okay, maybe I do mean it in a negative way. I don't know. Mm, I, I don't have any real feelings on Ed Sheeran, Ed Sheeran but uh, 
yeah. I, I do like a couple of his songs. Yeah. Hey, I I just started playing guitar, guys. Do you want to hear me play this really super cool indie song? It's called The Shape of You. <laughs> oh no! Oh, have you? Oh my God, that reminds me. Have you ever heard um Ed Sheeran, Ed Sheeran Megalovania? Where they, they they just take Shape of You, but take they make like the the riff into that of Megalovania. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Does anyone remember when Ed Sheeran was in Yesterday, the movie where the Beatles never existed? Hmm. Yeah. I. Oh, I. I never saw Yesterday. I. I feel like there could be better ways of uh, exploring the whole Yesterday thing. Oh, and there are. I saw the movie myself in theaters, and I have quite a qualm with some of the components of the movie. Like, before, like, the big accident that causes the Beatles to be erased from the universe, um, there is absolutely not a single mention of the Beatles in the movie. So, like, how are we supposed to feel sympathy for losing the Beatles if no one ever talks about them? It's weird. Right. Oh, yeah, I had an idea um, some di uh, a while back. Um... I, I'm like it was like take on the Groundhog Day formula, the the gold Groundhog Day Palm Springs. Uh, like it, it's just because it's sort of afterlife, a unique take on the afterlife where people who haven't accomplished much in their lives are forced to live a single day in their past over and over. And a newly dead woman is sent to like around Christmas 2011 and ends up coming to the aid of another woman who is. Who who is like a teenager and uh, like who's been like dead for a long time, and they try to get themselves out of the loop, and they manage to do so. Um, spoiler for if it ever gets made by uh, they they know she made they they know that the teenager knows music uh, well after 2011, and they and she attempts to learn. Um, play a few songs and performing them in an own open mic, passing them off as their own, which is like the where like thought of like a better uh, rewriting history thing about um yes like like yesterday. Yeah, I like I like that idea. Hmm. You know this kinda of feels like I just realized this kinda of feels like once upon a time in Hollywood light. Like it's a, it's a dark, brooding look at uh, the late '60s, early '70s Hollywood scene, except there's uh, like three quarters less feet. Oh, which is a given, seeing how, um, uh, given who directed it. And hey, we don't know everything about Paul Thomas Anderson. I mean, I mean, no, I meant Tarantino. I know. Um, so yeah, earlier I mentioned that uh, that uh, Gary was based on uh, one of the actors from uh, one of the child actors from the original Yours, Mine, and Ours, and uh, this like this is just kind of like um, a, a reference. This is like it's like a nod to that whole like child acting musical scene. Yeah, 
but uh, to the best of my knowledge, the uh, movie was in a musical. Mm. I, I can actually remember watching like the remake and uh, mm. the remake when it came out, and I I didn't watch it in the theater, but I watched it on TV uh, many years later. Mm. And I not it was I, fine and our starring Dennis Quaid and Renee Russo. Hmm. I, I find it uh, interesting that um, uh, Drake Bell and Miranda Cosgrove were two of the kids, and like they had at the time they were playing siblings on Drake and Josh, and they were even both on the mom's side of the family, which is which is very interesting. Hmm. What's especially even more interesting is that one of them's in prison now. It's one of those sad things you have, sad little facts of life you have to deal with. Yeah. Sorry if I'm not talking as much either. Like I said, I'm eating dinner. Original cast members of High School Musical are going to be joining season four of uh, High School Musical, the musical of the series. The, the universe is just going to crumble at, at that. Mm. Yeah, it's going to jump the shark. Yep, it sure is. Uh, has Tom Waits showed up yet? Um, he's a little bit later. Um, in the meantime, it's Maya Rudolph. It's the mom from the Mitchells versus the Machines. Machines! Yes. I love Maya Rudolph so much. We we love, we all love Maya Rudolph. Yeah. Hmm. I'm afraid to hear what Tom Waits sounds like in this movie because I know what he sounds like when he's singing. I do not want to know what, I'm afraid to know what he sounds like when talking. Okay, so, um, uh, let's, so he's, uh, it looks like he's auditioning for a movie. Um, Is the movie called Licorice Pizza? <laughs> that would have been so fun. That would have been such a funny meta thing. But, um, wow, it's meta. Uh, in other news, I've, I've watched uh, three to six episodes of uh, Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared, the new series. Oh, I've wanted to watch that. Me too, although I haven't seen a single solitary second of the original Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. Um, like, like, there's a, there's a YouTube upload of all six of the original episodes, um, in one video. They are very good. Oh, wait, now, I remember, Romy, when you, uh, made your first, uh, collab entry for my kids' songs collab, my first collab. You used a snippet from the story of Michael, which was from one of the episodes, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, because... It, it's funny, because Michael Finnegan, the character in the the song you were trying making, the song in the Kids Songs video, the, the, you know what? Ending sentence. It doesn't deserve to be ended. <laughs> because Michael in the bathroom... Oh my god, I've seen this one, um, there's this one TikTok audio, it's like, um, 
like something and it's like hell yes i am and it gets replaced with something so it normally be like an eagle cry or something like that um i got one on my for you page and it's like only 60 videos which says something um it's like hell yes i am michael in the bathroom like that is that from be more chill i think that's from be more chill um, I've seen some of those, uh, theater kid TikToks, and, uh, apparently Be More Chill has, like, a hate them. <laughs> yeah. Before we get to number one, my name is Be More Chills, and I hope you're enjoying my narration. <laughs> oh my god. I'm not really, I haven't really listened to Be More Chill, and I don't really know if I will. Like, the, uh... The album cover looks like it's going to go techno as frick, but I've listened to some of the songs. Kind of doesn't. Hmm. But don't don't let me stop you, please. Okay. Um You guys hear that Phantom of the Opera is closing on Broadway? Uh we mentioned yeah. that a while ago. Um so like there was a and uh Riley, you shared a tweet with us saying, um, uh, Phantom of the Opera and Dear Evan Hansen. Like, it's somebody made a joke about Phantom of the Opera and Dear Evan Hansen will be reopening in the next fall, combined into one single show entitled Dear Opera Phantom. <laughs> and Gerard Butler is going to be Evan Hansen, guys. That's going to be great. I know. Yeah, imagine if we, like, imagine if we just, um, combine come from away into there like it would just be like both a masterpiece and a shit show at the same time come from yeah, away and what and into um into like phantom of the opera and Irvin hansen it would just just be like oh god there needs to be a musical theater cinematic universe guys um we need to combine as many musical theaters as we can yeah <laughs> Yeah, that is. We can have. I mean, if we, can, yeah, if we can have, we can have like all the Broadway big leagues in it. We can have Rachel Chafkin direct. It's gonna be epic. Yep, musical <laughs> Avengers. That. Would, oh my yeah, because, gosh. I mean, I've seen. I, I mean, I, I've seen. I've seen my fair share of uh, Rachel Chafkin's uh, directions with musicals, and she. I think she is like. She's one of the best musical directors for Broadway and ever. Ah, she did Great Comet and Hades Town. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, those two have like they're they're some of the best sets in in late Broadway history. Yeah, I've actually um like I've told you that I saw Hades Town on Broadway, and it was like it was quite the experience and. Uh, I saw three, my family and I saw three shows, and uh, my mom can't decide whether she likes Come From Away or Hades Town more. Mm. Well, especially for a Newfoundlander, that is a, that's a tough decision. Because um, Hades Town is very emotional, but uh, Come From Away, especially for Newfoundlanders, I, I bet is very personal. Yeah, um,. I was only a couple hours away from uh, where it happened, and uh, there's, and like, my area had uh, our own sort of thing. Like this whole thing was called Operation Yellow Ribbon, where like, 
when like planes were diverted into Canada and um, my area actually got a couple planes too and and like there's a book called uh, Flown into the Arms of Angels where it's about like how the rest of Newfoundland um, responded to like the, the influx of planes Hmm. Like they were selling it at the um the concert um at at, at the Come From Away in concert shows. We really need to get to Come From Away soon on Rock of Ages. Yeah. Then you're a fucking Jew. I like that line. Then you're a freaking Jew. Wow, Romy anti-Semite moment. No, um, like they're um. So let me explain what was going on. Um, uh, let me explain what was going on. Uh, the the family's Jewish, and uh, she brought a guy over, and uh, she's dismayed to find out he's actually an atheist. I've yeah, I've seen Jewish people make atheism jokes as well. Religion's a touchy subject. We should not be talking about this. Yeah, let's talk about something else. Um, yeah. um, I mean, although personally, I am agnostic. Yeah. Okay, same. now we can move on. Um, so let's talk about some stuff that uh, that's been happening at D23. That's still going on. No, um, it's um. Like, they've revealed a bunch of stuff. Um, there was a Muppet Christmas Carol panel hosted by uh, Nina West. And they're restoring one of the musical numbers, I hear. Yeah! Um, watch out for um, Muppet Christmas Carol Redux uh, this December. <laughs> nice. Um, in other news, uh, the Owl House is returning to Disney in October, mid-October. Cool. And then the last two episodes are going to premiere sometime in 2023. Why can't we have a full season? Because F Disney and just F them. Yep. So they, um, so Disney announced, um, Inside Out 2, which uh, should be interesting, even though uh, we thought Pixar was done with sequels. Yeah. We're going to do it just one more time. And we're going <laughs> to introduce so many new emotions, including the newest emotion, Horny. <laughs> voice, voiced by an incomparable power in voice acting history, James Corden. No! <laughs> I don't want that. I really don't want that. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, let's see. Um, Matt Smith. Cool. Who's Matt Smith? Uh, Milo Morbius. Half-sex guy. Oh. <laughs> oh, now I get it. <laughs> I would have said Jared Leto, oh. but he is equally as problematic as James Corden. Hmm. Wait, what? Uh, the whole method acting thing, and, uh... He had his own island with worshippers. <laughs> oh. And, and then there was the time he got uh, interviewed by an e-girl. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So in this scene, uh, Gary has discovered waterbeds and is going to sell some waterbeds at the Teenage Fair, which is like a world's fair for teenagers. Hmm. All the haircuts in this movie remind me of that uh, evil family from Minions. <laughs> so I actually watched um, Nope last week. Mm. All right. Yeah. Um, I'll hold that thought. Um, John's there's John up there. Oh my God, it's him! It's him! Yeah! It's actually him! Yeah, yeah. You would have only recognized him by his voice, even though like his kind of facial features were there. Uh, anyway, uh, Riley, what were you saying about Nope? I watched it last week, and it is. So good. Yeah. I really need to watch Nope. Yeah, you... Yeah, um, my family might be going to Universal Studios, like, the next month for Horror Nights, and Nope is one of the haunted houses, so mm. we're really excited to see that. I saw a video of, um, the Jupiter's Claim set at, um, Universal Studios. When you said Jupiter, I thought you were going to say Jupiter Ascending. Jupiter Ascending? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> And in other new in in other news, they are having a um like they're doing a live action Little Mermaid, which uh, I'm not uh, I'm not at all happy about because like they, Disney should stop doing these things. Yeah, it's 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 clearly a cash grab at this point. Yeah. And the trailer itself looks so like dark and murky, like not at all like the vibrance of uh, the original. Yeah. I will say this, though. Um, to anyone who's going after Halle Bailey solely due to her skin color, please, like, stop. Don't. Exactly, don't. Anyway. I'm going to be honest, I'm really excited for the new Little Mermaid. I'm, I'm honestly really excited for it. Yeah. I'm not just... Yeah, I'm not going to discredit Miss Halle Bailey for... She could she could actually turn in a good performance, and she has a great voice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it honestly means so much more if like they cast someone that can sing, like can actually sing the role. They did that with Rachel Zegler for Snow White, and I'm really excited for that. Yeah, and uh, I was thinking in the shower that uh, if I like if I were to like if they tasked me with making a live action Wreck It Ralph, I'd turn it into like. An interactive movie, like I, I would just kind of play loose with what they meant by making a live action. I'd have the only the real world scenes, like the scenes in the arcade, be live action, and like it would just be like a, a midquel set between the first and second movies, and like some like weird stuff happens, like and it's gonna be like a uh, Bandersnatch, in that's interactive. I'm surprised Disney Plus hasn't done anything interactive. Yeah, Netflix has done interactive stuff with, like, uh, Blackbeard and Minecraft, but Disney Plus isn't, they're not around that curve yet. Wait, um, dis wait, uh, wait, they, um, wait, Netflix has a Minecraft thing? Yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, I think, uh, let me, let me just search this up, uh, because I swear there's, like, an interactive, like, thing for Minecraft. Um, blah, 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 blah. Minecraft Story Mode Interactive. 
So yeah, the that's fun. Oh, they have um, some interactive stuff like uh, Johnny Test's Ultimate Meatloaf Quest. Hmm. Uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, Kimmy vs. Reverend. Animals on the Loose, Stretch Armstrong. Captain Underpants, Epic Choice, Epic Choice-Arama. And the Captain Underpants books were S tier. Yeah. I would, I'd love to go over to Netflix and uh, make like a, like like a, a, a full-fledged interactive, um, like movie that's not connected to any like, IP. Yeah. Why is there a Boss Baby interactive? We don't need one. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I apparently Netflix has like an interactive rom com movie, uh, which uh, might be interesting. Uh, we'll just have to see. Might be. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be a Big Hero 6 land coming to California Adventure. Hmm. Really? That should be pretty interesting. Hmm, because um... there should be like there should be like a big roller coaster that's supposed to show like Baymax flying through the city. I think that could work. Yeah, um, and yet they still haven't confirmed like the Wreck It Ralph uh, attraction. Um, like Disney World was like. There's been rumblings of a Wreck-It Ralph attraction uh, that's supposed to be replacing the old Stitch one, and uh, if every guest will have like, and all the, and all the harnesses will have like controllers, so like to give it like a whole interactive thing. Hmm. That's interesting. I have not been to Florida in 11 years. I went um, in January. I went with a uh, theater. It was mm -hmm. really fun. I would love to go again. Yeah. A lot has changed since I uh, went to Disney World. Hmm. Including that there's a lot much more Star Wars stuff there now because Disney freaking bought it. Yeah. It's going to be a Pixar Place Hotel at Disneyland. Um... Hmm. Hey, remember when, like, Disney said they were going to, like, make a freaking, like, Star Wars hotel in, like, Disney World, and there was, like, so much, like, backlash, and immediately they, like, closed the project altogether? Hmm. Really? Yeah. Yep. I think this happened, like, last year, a couple of years ago, but... And, People uh, did not want it, and they immediately closed it. Which is kind of a shame, because frankly, I would like a Star Wars hotel if they did it right. Because I saw like a video that dug deep into this like, potential Star Wars hotel, and there was like nothing remotely Star Wars about it. It just looked futuristic. Hmm. Oh. Uh, there's going to be um, a, a big new... like expansion to Magic Kingdom. 
Coco, Encanto, and Villains areas. Yeah, I'm really excited for the Encanto area. Yeah, it's like I feel like the Coco and I feel like the Coco and Encanto areas would work more in Epcot, which is like the 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 center where for all like the the countries. Yeah, like they like they had a little Encanto uh, Coco thing at uh, Epcot, and uh, mm. apparently they're um. And they're gonna rework Dino Land USA into like a Zootopia and Moana. Um, Not Dino Land. I mean, I was on Prim Primeval World one time, like, a couple, like about like six, five years ago, and like, like the Primeval World is epic. I mean, I mean, I, I can't, but I mean, I was um, I mean, it just felt really uncomfortable for me. It's like it, it. It was probably made for little kids, and um, and like it was just banging everywhere, and like it was just kind of gutting into my uh, so, into my. Well, in my defense, I was only on uh, I was only on Primeval World when I was eight, so that probably explains why I still feel an attachment to it. If I'm being honest, though, I'm not really the biggest fan of the Expedition Everest ride. Yeah. And it's because we I, I was... close when we went. I'm not really a fan of, like, the Yeti or whatever. Mm. But anyway, uh, The Doors is playing right now. Big fan of The Doors. Oh. And, and it's a song we covered on Rock of Ages. Which, and it's the one about the Indians scattered on the highway bleeding. Ghosts crowding the young child's fragile eggshell, eggshell mind. Yeah. Oh, so you're a Doors fan? Name every Indian scattered on the highway bleeding. Hmm. Can I just say the Morrison Hotel episode was probably one of the funniest episodes we've ever recorded on the podcast? Yeah, yeah probably, even if... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you're a Doors fan, huh? Name every... Name the number of all the F words that Jim said in the end. <laughs> I love how none of us are talking. We're just vibing to the doors. Yeah. Every major announcement from D23 Expo 2022. Um, let's see what else is there. Um, there Okay, um... You know, there's an easier way to bring that up. You don't have to, like, just drag it on the stairs. Mm. Here's the uh, Indians, uh, scene. Yeah. Indians get it undone, silently bleeding. Hmm. Hmm. Ghosts crowd oh. the young child's fragile eggshell mind. This fits perfectly with the theme of this movie. Oh, oh yeah, I was gonna say, um, like, I think I mentioned this a while back, but, um, there's gonna be a new, um, the, the next Disney movie after, the next Disney animated movie after Strange World is gonna be called Wish, starring Ariana DeBose, and it's gonna be about, like, the star the heroes are always wishing upon in Disney movies. And like mm. it's gonna have like a watercolor aesthetic, and it's and like it's gonna combine two D and three D animation, 
and looks um and like from what little like we've seen of it um it looks um incredible i i i've only known wish for like a couple weeks but if anything ever happened to it i would kill everyone in this room and then myself which i now know is from brooklyn 99 yeah <laughs> I'm just waiting patiently for Tom Waits to show up and serenade us with his beautiful, gravelly voice. See what's letterbox lists are. Um, let's see what's cool in the world of letterbox lists. That's a great idea. I'll search up funny letterbox reviews for this movie. Um, the, um, there's a list of uh, Martin Scorsese's favorite films. Um, there is um, Parasite, Midsummer, Black Klansman, You Were Never Really Here, Hereditary, Me and Earl and the Dying Girl, Old Boy, the original Spider-Man 1. Wow. I, what's I this mess called? Like, this is the same guy who said that Marvel wasn't cinema. And uh, Spider-Man 1 is in his list of, in the list of his favorite movies. Hypocrites. <laughs> How ironic. Yeah. I mean, I, which reminds me, um, so I was thinking, um, I just, I was just reminded of, like, at least one person has made, like, a parody of ironic, where, like, they make everything actually ironic, like, the old man that won the lottery and died the next day, it, he, he died from a severe paper cut from his lottery ticket, that's delicious. Movies I had to watch in class that feature a, a hilarious scene where someone falls out of a window. Vertigo and Shaft. Wow. <laughs> Films where Kevin Spacey is a creep, except it's only American Beauty because I refuse to watch any more Kevin Spacey movies. <laughs> American Beauty. Yeah. What's your name? Hmm. Hmm. Movies where the end credits fully recap the plot of the movie in a 16-bit animation style that's cooler and more fun to watch than the rest of the movie. Pixels and Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh. Also, hey, I'm glad to see that Quentin's in this movie now. <laughs> Disney movies where the characters... <laughs> Disney movies where the characters have an important time-sensitive task to accomplish, but instead they sing a song. Frozen and Ralph Ricks the Internet... Mm. And uh, Disney movies where the main character is about to kill the villain in the final battle on a tall structure, but then pities them, lets them go, and tells them never to return, only for them to try to kill, kill the hero, then fall off the structure to their death. And the movies are Beauty and the Beast and the Lion King. Well, actually, uh, Scar doesn't fall to his death, he gets cannibalized. 
Well, it kind of counts. Um, I think I mentioned this before. Disney movies where a puppet is adopted by a human family and goes on a musical road trip to reunite a group of celebrity puppets for one final performance aided by celebrity cameos while an evil businessman threatens to close down their venue and the movies are The Muppets and The Country Bears. Mm. <laughs> movies where white people solve racism. <laughs> There's Green Book, To Kill a Mockingbird, Lincoln, Schindler's List, the Shape of Water, Help, 42, The Blind Side, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, 12 Angry Men, Avatar, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, American History X, Oh Brother Where Art Thou, Lawrence of Arabia, The Green Mile, The Untouchables. I could keep going if you wanted. Disney movies where if you're sad enough, you get a new house. Uh, Encanto, Up, Frozen, and Meet the Robinsons. <laughs> Movies where children with absurdly good voices sing Sweet Child of Mine to impress their fathers who hold them to unreasonably high standards where Catherine Hahn also plays the sister-in-law. Step Brothers and Captain Fantastic. Disney movies where an alien character gets hyped up only to have two minutes of screen time. Then it's Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, and uh, Multiverse of Madness. Hmm. I've not seen Multiverse of Madness yet. Probably won't. Hmm. <laughs> Was my snark towards the Marvel Cinematic Universe enough to make you laugh, Riley? No, I just found something funny. What is this? What is it? What's so funny? Sorry, I'm scrolling through this um, Instagram page called Kids Getting Hurt, and there's this one that I just thought was really funny. Ah, yes, because Kids Getting Hurt is funny. <laughs> yeah, it's just... literally called Kids Getting Hurt. Yeah, just look up Amer It's just like America's Funniest Home Videos. Yeah, it's AFB, but it's kids. Yeah, AFB, but only the kids getting hurt. Um, remember Idiocracy's whole ow my balls thing? <laughs> like, it's just people getting hit in the balls. And, like, there was actually a True TV which show which was basically the same thing. Um, oh my it was god, wait. I just found the perfect list. Uh, you go ahead, and then I'll say the list. Um, okay, you'll say it? Um. Okay. Movies where someone thinks about ending things. And then there are only two films in this one. I'm thinking of ending things. And Spy Kids 2, The Island of Lost Dreams. <laughs> It's the juxtaposition that makes it funny. Yeah. <laughs> 2021 movies released by Disney were ignoring someone called Bruno as a major plot point. It's just Luca and Encanto. We need to add another film to the list, guys. Yeah, hopefully we can add more to that someday. Yeah. People need to know about Bruno. Yeah. <laughs> Movies where Adam Driver wears a stupid freaking hat. 
uh, Francis Ha, while we're young, uh, all three Star Wars sequel movies, uh, Inside, Lewin Davis, Logan Lucky, Black Klansman, Marriage Story, uh, J. Edgar, Don Quixote, and that's and The Last Duel. Yeah. Uh, I guess wearing a stupid hat is um, Adam Driver's forte. <laughs> Movies made by Disney where a robotic Tim Allen says to the more sane person trying to fight against him, you are a sad, strange little man, and it's Toy Story and the Santa Claus 2. Movies where the ma male main character doesn't have friends or social scales and falls in love with a computer-generated girlfriend named Samantha. And the movies are Her and Ready Player One. <laughs> movies where a former Disney star plays a serial killer and it's um, My Friend Dahmer and Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. <laughs> movies where Ben Stiller plays a character clinging to his former fame, gets dumped into Jungle under false pretenses with a group of delusional celebrities, slowly goes mad and is later helped by his black-slash-white friend, and is also played by Ben Stiller. Tropic Thunder and Madagascar. <laughs> Disney live-action movies where a character throws an object that buries itself next to another character's face, causing them to look in shock at it. Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl, and Hannah Montana the movie. Hmm. Movies where Greta Gerwig can't afford to pay rent. 20th Century Woman, Frances Ha, Greenberg, and Mistress America. And the, the cat and the caption is Queen of Not Having Her Shit Together. Disney animated movies where the magical mischief theme is in the exact same fucking time signature. And I had to go well on my way to look up how to spell the titles of almost every song. It's uh, Fantasia, Dumbo, Cinderella, The Sword in the Stone, and Winnie the Pooh. Wait, um, so think of uh, Pink Elephants on Parade, Baby Bobby Boo. Um... Holy shit. Wait, you, it, it's dawned on you? <laughs> it has now. Movies where Jack Black is kind of defying the laws of physics in the cover. Be Kind, Rewind, Kung Fu Panda, Go Over Travels, and Tenacious D in the Pick of Destiny. Hmm. Uh oh, that reminds me of a. Um... A shitty movie detail I found. Uh, uh, in Gulliver's Travels, the only special effects shot was the urination scene, as they couldn't find anyone to piss on James Corden despite him being on fire. <laughs> Could you repeat that? I just thought that, what what was funny. What happened? Um, in Gulliver's Travels, the only special effects shot was, um, was the urination scene, as they couldn't find anyone to piss on James Corn despite him being on fire. No! <laughs> I, I, 
the, here's the one I was thinking of. In Gulliver's Travels, production was constantly delayed as Jack Black kept accidentally stepping on and killing the actors. <laughs> this song sounds familiar. I think it's blood, sweat, and tears. You. I mean, it's a <laughs> Movies where Sandra Bullock saves racism. Crash and the Blind Side. Oh no! I have Movies watch... where Tom Holland drowns in water. The Impossible, In the Heart of the Sea, Edge of Winter, Spider-Man Homecoming, and Spider-Man Far From Home. And the caption is, that kid loves water. Movies where Chris Evans time travels and fights a younger version of himself that happens to be made by a subsidiary studio to Disney, in which the villain looms in the shadows on a dark blue and purple poster. And the movies are Endgame and Lightyear. Disney movies where the villain is defeated by a recording device. Monsters, Inc., The Santa Claus 3... Zootopia and Coco. Mm. Mm. Disney movies where the lead character goes into space to find their missing father and also said father has direct ties to space, I think. Uh, Guardians Volume 2, A Wrinkle in Time, and Ad Astra. Uh, I remember seeing this uh, previously. There, there was a list of Disney movies where the first thing you hear during the credits is DJ Khaled! <laughs> Mm. Which ones are they again? I know one of them was like the Aladdin remake. The other one is A Wrinkle in Time. <sighs> Disney movies where Wallace Shawn plays an animated principal, a goofy movie, Teacher's Pet, and Chicken Little. What about Toy Story? He's not an animated principal, though. But uh, he is in that one. He is, but he's not a principal. Yeah, that's... I mean, and that's okay. Exactly. Okay. His Animated Disney movies... Oh, oh. He was in Coolest. Oh, this is, uh... Oh, this is gonna be... This, uh, you gotta strap in for this one. Animated Disney movies where the protagonist is a young sea creature who dreams of going to the human world and collects human stuff, even though their parents forbid them from going to the human world because they say it's dangerous, but one day, they finally get the courage to go into the human world because of a cute human-looking guy they saw and, gets and they get transformed into humans themselves. Although, actually, the guy is not the sole reason that why they want to be human, since they secretly wanted this their whole life, and the guy is just another factor. Anyways, they go to a human place right by the seashore and strike up a strong relationship with, which involves a red-haired girl, and in the end, spoilers, they get to stay with the humans who now know the truth about them being a sea creature, and their parents now accept their wishes to stay in the human world. And the movies are Luca and the um, Little Mermaid. Luca and the Little Mermaid, I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. You could have also said, oh, and they also start with the letter L. Yeah. <laughs> this looks like a fun movie yeah. to be in. If only you could watch... Like, if only you could, like, get a serious watch of it. Yeah. Without us talking. That and, uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. And, uh... 
I saw Pearl and it was excellent. Mm. Oh my god, I love Pearl. I, you saw it? The Pixar short? No, the the movie. Um, the the recent movie with Mia Goth, which is a sequel to X. And there's like an a there's like a meme on the A twenty four subreddit. Um. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Yeah, and where it's like, um, do I have to watch act this movie before I ha watching Pearl? And like hmm. stuff like uh. Disney Channel original movies where a father learns to connect with his extreme athlete son before the son competes in a pivotal downhill race that they win despite their opponent's attempts to cheat. Brink and Johnny Tsunami. Mm. Movies where Disney Channel if stars said like, the past if I guy. repeatedly like, um, mute myself like, on and off, I'm eating dinner, so just letting you know. That's all good. Uh, movies where Disney Channel stars said... Let it put. Let the past die. Kill it if you have to. In place of Kyle Ren, and the movies are extremely wicked. And my friend Dahmer. Oh, that's that's very similar uh, to like what I um. I would just I like to point out that uh, the uh, the Disney Channel stars are Zac Efron, who plays Ted Bundy, and uh, Ross Lynch, who played uh, Austin Moon, and is now playing Jeffrey Dahmer. Just think of that, like, transition. Austin Moon, greatest rock star of all time. Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> okay, let me... So, like, I'm trying to find, uh... I look through the A24 subreddit, um... Hmm. So, um... So, like, um... Is that Tom Waits? He looks old. Um, uh, I think, yeah, that's actually Sean Penn. Huh. Sean Penn, he's the guy who always dies in things, right? That's Sean Bean. Oh, sorry. Yeah. They they both start with Sean. And their name, their last names end with an N, so. And one know. of them is part B. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, right. Uh, you just never told me that. I never would have got that. Exactly, his name is Stinger. How would you know? Do I need to see my optometr optometrist before seeing Pearl? Do I need to see Pearl Harbor before I see Pearl? Yes, you uh. need to. Disney movies where the villain is defeated via recording device. The I movies said are that Monsters, Inc., Zootopia. Did you already say that one? Yeah. Damn it. Disney movies where the staff should really unionize, and the movies are Beauty and the Beast, Snow White, Cinderella, Dumbo, Monsters, Inc., Ratatouille, and Cruella. Does Pearl need to see me before I see Pearl? <laughs> Do I need to see 1917 in order to understand Pearl? I was thinking since they take place a year apart, it might be important. Maybe you should see 1917 before you see 2001. <laughs> yeah. It's very bold for like people in to film this uh, video, this number movie series out of order. Like they filmed, uh, they they made two thousand one and nineteen sixty eight, and only made nineteen seventeen, like fifty years later, which is pretty weird. 
Disney movies where Chris Pratt is too scared to say goodbye to his dying parent as a child. Onward and Guardians of the Galaxy. Do I need to see Pearl before going to see Pearl? <laughs> I don't know. Coming of age Disney movies where the title character whose name starts with an L rides a Vespa with their best friend in Italy while trying to juggle their double life. And the movies are the Lizzie McGuire movie and Luca. So I, I was just scrolling through the A24 subreddit. I found this little meme. Um, it's Joker saying, you think you're better than me. And uh, Pearl from uh, Pearl 2022 saying, I am better than you. Because, like, that's basically um, the female Joker. I, yeah, she's, she's one, she is the first woman ever to say we live in a society. In <laughs> like this whole um, this downfall, like the no, not like a downfall. This like the um, just descent into total madness and just killing people. Hey, it's Tom Waits. Oh. Hello, it's me, Tom Waits. Do you want to hear me sing some songs? <laughs> oh my god, I, it... The imp Wait, what did you say? What were we saying, Andrew? I'm saying the, the my resemblance to his voice is uncanny. How? Oh. I, I was just gonna say, Hey guys, it's me, Elmo! Hmm. <laughs> You know, Tom Waits kind of sounds like a Muppet. <laughs> um, remember Comedy Night, like when he's when when Donkey was like, "Hey, remember, remember Elmo? Hey, guys, it's me, Elmo." Elmo. <laughs> I love Comedy Night so much. It's so funny. Hey. Yeah. Hey guys, this is Elmo's world. Almost he's so happy to see you, and so is Dorothy. <coughs> Say hi, Dorothy. Uh, so how about uh, spaghetti and meatballs? <laughs> You'll never guess. Oh, speaking of which, that's what I had for dinner: spaghetti and meatballs. I love that. Mm -hmm. I just love I how we had the... collectively just said that like simultaneously. Yeah. Hey guys, it's okay. me, Hideo Kojima. I... Hmm. I love how we're just like descending into complete um just madness. Just like we always do. Yeah, it's just another day in the Watch This universe. Another day in the life of the tres hombres. Yep. <laughs> give wait, give um, me another of that licorice pizza. Have you guys seen a wait? Is half baked on the on the wheel? Um, not yet, but um, I should add it. Yeah, because I really want to get to that one. Cause I um, I haven't seen it, and I've seen like different like memes about it. Like I did make a boo this man joke on the Hunger Games sim. Disney tentpole franchise movies where Andy Serkis reprises his role as a side villain character for a second time and gets abruptly killed off by his younger apprentice who is the main villain. Star Wars The Last Jedi and Black Panther. <laughs> hmm, uh, you, pro you probably have no interest in seeing Wakanda Forever, um, speaking of Black Panther, by the way. 
that's a that, yeah, that's a tough one. Hmm. Because uh, Chadwick Boseman's not going to be there, and uh, I'm not I'm not discounting Latita Wright's uh, performance. She's probably she's obviously going to be like the next uh, hero for Wakanda, but she has uh, some things in the past which I don't agree with. So. Okay. It's tough. I'm gonna look up. Uh... Anyway, Riley, do you want to, do do you know about the famous glow up of like Ross Lynch as Austin Moon, the greatest rock star of all time, to Jeffrey Dahmer? I was hearing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This movie was only five years ago. I I thought it just came out for some reason. Yeah, I. I'm putting this on my watch list. I want I want to know what Austin Moon's been up to these days. Wait, remember the list of movies where the assumed death of John C. Riley's daughter's pet rodent is a key plot point? <laughs> and the movies, the only movies are Carnage and We Need to Talk About Kevin. We don't talk about Bruno, but we need to talk about Kevin. <laughs> I, I remember, like, there was a poop of we need to talk about Bruno where they were sentence mixed into saying we need to talk about Kevin. And it was called, uh, we don't speak about a guy named Bruno. Hmm. Sex with rats. That's a lot of spaghetti rats in your ass. I need to take a bath. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was recently I watching. I love the YTP. We talked about Bruno. It's so good. Yeah. I can't believe he actually speaks the same way he sings. It's amazing. Yeah. This this is a subtle call to add some Tom Waits onto the wheel, I guess. Uh, of his podcast uh, to avoid confusion for any newcomers, because like, there's gonna be like a ton coming in. I've been in I've been gradually introducing this podcast and um, also a little bit of Rock of Ages to um, my friends in film school who are just as passionate about um, the the dream as I am. Hmm. The dream as in the dream of our podcast, not dream as in the stupid Minecraft player, whatever. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, Rock of Ages is my dream. Uh, it's a dream about uh, kidnapping several theater kids and forcing them to listen to rock music. Yeah, and uh, to quote the Muppet movie, dreams get better the more you share them with. Or in this case, the more theater kids you kidnap and force to listen to rock music. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but sometimes they'll have their way with me. And they'll introduce me to their musical theater stuff, which I actually do end up liking, so. Yeah, and so uh, this weekend on Andrew's Rock of Ages podcast, uh, we'll be doing um, Grease, the movie, mm. in honor of the great Olivia Newton-John. Yep. Uh, and just a couple of weeks ago, we were doing Jimmy Buffett, which is something we did, surely we did, yeah. 
Let's talk about how. Um, but Jimmy you know, why do I think Tom Waits would make a good Grunkle Stan? How? How? <laughs> he like he just does have that like whole like uh, um has, has a quality in his voice. Ah, this and uh, he, and the glasses and uh, and uh, I don't know the meaning of that word. If you throw money at him, he dances. <laughs> I don't. I don't know the meaning of that word. <coughs> when, whenever I try to do like a Bob Dylan or a Tom Waits impression, my 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 vocal cords first instinct is to cough. I don't know why. Oh, mama, can this really be the end? When you're stuck in Saddle Mobile with my medicine for melancholy Memphis, LA outside woman running gun roadhouse blues brothers variations again. Oh, it's gonna be so hard to memorize all that in that the exact order. Yes, it is. Yep. So basically, in this scene, uh, Sean Penn is playing an actor who is going to reenact this epic scene where he jumps over like flames on a motorcycle, which is pretty poggers, very based. Mm. Some would even say very red pilled. Yeah. Yeah, that's. <laughs> he did it. Yeah. And now he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of that like history of the entire world, I guess, video. Uh, it's a great idea. He was great, and now he's dead. Uh, I was, for some reason, I was thinking of China is whole again, oh. then it then broke, broke again. again. <laughs> I fucking love that video. Oh my god, history of Japan and history of the entire world, I guess, are like the peak of humanity, in my hmm. humble opinion. Yeah. Hire a samurai. Then they died in a tornado. <laughs> they also had a nice time fighting, and then they died in a tornado. I'm gonna look up uh, some uh, funny. Quotes. Is this Granny? Yup, it's him. It's, it's Granny, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and for also Granny, Granny is our affectionate name for Paul McCartney. Okay, don't for those confused. Oh, and uh, speaking of Paul McCartney, um, so like, um, I, earlier I mentioned that Eric Idle was on The Masked Singer, and uh, so um, Paul McCartney tweeted that uh, one of his friends was on was on that episode, and somebody responded to that saying, "This would be the craziest way to find out John Lennon is still alive." <laughs> he has been hiding just for this one moment. That would have been, like, the funniest first episode reveal of all time, next to Kermit. And then he immediately goes to a piano and sings Imagine, but with uh, updated lyrics for 2022. Imagine there's no pandemic. <laughs> I wish that you could. Um, anyway, like, I'm probably a little weird. William Shatner was getting revealed this past episode was like 
pretty wild because like I didn't recognize his voice because like it, it, he has like a very distinctive little like way of um singing songs <laughs> yeah I the the, uh, the clues which you mentioned to me also kind of confused me because uh, uh, he said that he originally worked with uh, George Lucas and he was wearing a knight's armor and there's like a Shakespeare bust I was convinced that it was Ian McDermott, the guy who plays uh, Emperor Palpatine or the Senate in Star Wars. But no, it's uh, it's not even Star Wars. It's not even George Lucas's creation. It's weird. Star Trek. Yeah, that's not George Lucas. It's Gene Roddenberry. Or did uh, did William Shatner get those two confused? I, I don't know. I think he. I think I don't remember it if he like worked with George Lucas or anything. The kid's hairstyle now reminds me of Brian Wilson. Mm, oh, oh, he, he did something where he sang to George Lucas at the American Film Institute's uh, live action uh, 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 like, uh, late Lifetime Achievement Award. That is a very uh, niche uh, hint. I would never get that. Like when Kermit was on, he said he rubbed elbows with um, uh, let me think, uh, Robert De Niro, Lady Gaga, and Michelle Obama, and like he was with De Niro on Saturday Night Live, uh, accompanied Lady Gaga to the VMAs one year, and uh, he appeared with Michelle Obama at the White House tree lighting, uh, the White House Christmas tree lighting one time. If I heard that, I would have said it was Elton John. Yeah. And anyway, here's some funny quotes from uh, history of Japan. In the year negative a billion, Japan might not have been here. In the, in the year negative a million, it was here. And you can walk to it, and then there, there was lots of trees because it's warmer. <laughs> oh. Yeah. It's is David this David Bowie? Yes, it is David Bowie. Um, to for that co- for context, um, Eric Idle, who we mentioned earlier, was at George Harrison's house, and Eric Idle wanted uh, George Harrison to be friends with Bowie, because Eric Idle was also friends with Bowie, but George, he didn't he didn't know Bowie, and Eric Idle, co- he just wanted George to meet Bowie, so he told George, you know, you should not really meet David Bowie. He's just really a sweet, smart, charismatic, conversationalist guy. And then George Harrison was just like, David Bowie? Oh, fuck that noise. Yeah, and this is another song that we covered on Rock of Ages. Life on Mars from Hunky Dory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not to be confused with a Photoshop of Dory on like a muscular male I was male just body. thinking of Hunky Dory. <laughs> uh, Hunky Dory was... Hunky Dory was my first sexual awakening. The Mongols came ready for war and died in a tornado. And then they came again and had a nice time fighting with the Japanese and then died in a tornado. Knock, knock. It's the United States. With huge boats. With guns. Gunboats. The League of Nations was like, No, huh, don't do that. If you're in the League of Nations, you're not supposed to take over the world. And Japan said, How about I How do? How about I do? Anyway. anyway. We are so in sync. 
I'm back. We were just uh, talking about David Bowie. Because like one of his songs was playing, and uh, one of his songs, "Life." You, did you really just call "Life on Mars" one of his songs? Uh, I yeah. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, it's "Life on Mars." Hey, it's Bradley Cooper. Oh my God, Rocket Raccoon himself. Yeah, the guy from The Star Is Born, 2018, also. Hmm. Yeah, now here's some quotes from uh like like yeah his his character has like some very very manic energy and, and like he's playing John Peters who is a movie producer who like who is in a relationship with Barbara Streisand and they're talking about right now and it sounds like Sands da 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 Sands has anyone seen that SpongeBob book? Uh, clip with with Patrick speaking where they got the sound bit of Stan's uh, voice. Yep, maybe it's the way you're dressed. Maybe, may, may, uh, I'm sorry. I'm bored. When is John C. Riley coming back? Uh no, it was just like a little cameo. Um, how about some extra um. Um, extra, um, like, uh, history of the entire world, I guess. Um, yes, let's do it. Society, coming soon to a dank river valley near you. It's the Cambrian explosion. It's a bird. Wow, that's it's animals a... and stuff. Yeah, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's the Celtic Turks. <gasps> Said the Byzantine Empire. <laughs> hey, can we- wait, no, why? Sun is a deadly laser. <laughs> hey, can we go on land? That's what, that's what it was. Yeah. Wait, if France broke- France is broke, why do the king and queen still wear such fancy dresses? Let's overthrow the palace and cut all their heads off, said Robespierre, cutting everybody's head off until somebody eventually got mad and cut his head off. You can make a religion- You can make no. a religion- No, no don't. don't. Hmm. Hmm. Hi, I'm Gandhi, and if Britain doesn't get the hell out of India, I'm gonna starve myself in public. Wow, that worked. Oh, that worked? <laughs> <laughs> yep. And that 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 video is so quotable. Yeah. I just can't think of any quotes right now because I don't have my phone in front of me. Hey, can we go on land? No. Why? The sun is a deadly laser. A deadly laser. Not anymore. <laughs> Not There's anymore. a blanket. There's a blanket. <laughs> Time to conquer all of India, or most of most India. Of... <laughs> what about that part? Those are the Tamil kings. Is loving Jesus legal yet? No. <laughs> Actually, okay, yes. Hmm. Okay. Mm. Okay, um. Let's see, yeah. I can't think of anything. The video it's says Adolf Hitler is mad at the Jews for existing. Um. Um, I'm just gonna search up the script. 
And then pull some quotes, I guess. There's a genius article for history of the entire world, I guess. Wow. Mm. Mm. Ba -ba -ba. Hmm. Ah, blah. Hey, mm -hmm. um. <laughs> what? I just came up with something for one of the districts for a Hunger Games sim. Okay. I think you guys are gonna find this really funny. Alright. Okay, let me see. Hopefully, we get it up and going Sunday. Mm -hmm. District submissions. Um. Uh, I. Like, so, um, we, one of our friends, uh, I, I, I mean, I kind of, I was going to do a sim, but, um, uh, I, but, like, Jackson and Isaiah, our friends, didn't do, um, send in their districts, so I just kind of, you know, um, mm. yeah. Hmm. Oh, whoops, half of Europe just died. Wait, what? <laughs> no, it's a quote from... Oh! <laughs> Wait, that should be like a full thing. That should be like part of the sim. Like, whoops, half of the sim just died. <laughs> that would be, uh, heavy. That, that would just be a little pretty hard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look who controls all the island. It's the Mahajapit, Majahapit, Mapajahit, Mahapajit, Mapahajit, Majapahit. <laughs> so, um, like, in, like, so, like, the guy that Bradley Cooper plays, um, like, it appears, like, he would, like, apparently he would put, like, giant spiders in, like, some of the movies he did. Yeah, that's that tracks. Yeah, he's. Okay. Um. I don't know. Let me just see what else. We have. We are out of things to say. This is depressing. Yeah, um, let's just, um, when our style's occasionally broken by the bad to the bone Wait, riff. Wait, I found, I, here's yes. one. I just found a good one. Britain and France are having a friendly discussion about who should control the entire world. More specifically, Ohio. Okay, let's <laughs> see if this works. No, 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 no. I don't, I don't want this. I, d I never agreed to this. Okay. Uh, can we uh, disconnect him? To disconnect you can mode? disconnect him. Okay. I don't have jurisdiction. Okay. Oh, I was waiting for the Bads of the Bone riff. Oh, I, I'll, um, I'll I, it works for Oh Night Divine. I don't think it should work for Licorice Pizza. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wrong. Mm. Maybe next time uh, an auteur filmmaker puts out like a 40 minute short film around Christmas, 
in conjunction with some like luxury clothing brand, uh, we can put one hour of silence occasionally broken by the bad to the bone yeah. riff. Yeah. Yeah. I, f I found one. Um, question one. Can you get to India through North America? No, but at least there's beaver. Okay. Question two. Spiel steal the supply straight. That's not a question, but the Dutch did it anyway. Louise Fletcher died. Just now? I mean, I, I, the news is, it came out, like, a while, a while ago. Is she in the movie? No, she's not in the movie. She was in, uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and, uh, she's in, like, some other oh, things, and, like, I remember oh, her being was... in the Dennis the Menace, one of those Dennis oh, the Menace She was, movies. uh, Nurse Ratched. Hmm. Uh. Player one blasts the bad to the bone riff for the entire arena to hear. Yay! <laughs> and then another one is um. Player, player one, one and player two sing a generic Broadway love song. What's that reference to? Bamalot. Ah. It's Bamalot. The, it's the um song that me and Wyatt did for our duet. Uh, I was nice. just thinking of like that thing Nostalgia Critic did. Uh, is it generic, generic song? Generic song. Generic song. It shuts up your kids. Uh, blah blah blah. Shuts up your kids so you can't complain. Yeah, I remember that because I am a Doug Walker Kenny. That's not something I should be proud of, but here we are. <laughs> so. Um... Uh, so. Um... <laughs> I it would have been so cool if Bradley Cooper got nominated for an Oscar for like this scene where you like <laughs> so much manic oh, energy. He's, he's he's real and he's really upset. Yeah. He looks like he's he looks like he's about to start a freak gasoline fight accident. Yeah. Oh. Does anyone remember that scene from Zoolander? Oh, uh, no, I've never seen Zoolander. Um, Charlie's Theron. I know says... exactly why you made that event, Riley. <laughs> oh, let me read it for all everyone to hear. Player one, player two, player three, and player four spend the day learning to dance to Pink Venom, Pink Venom by Blackpink. Yep. And uh, hmm. says, here's something that says, uh, Charlie Sturin says, uh, Elf is a freaking perfect movie. It kind of is, if you really get down to it. Yeah, it's... That it's, is the perfect amount of heart, wit, and, you know, you know. Yes, and it, plus, it's so quotable, especially around the holiday, to the point where my letterbox review says... It's that time yeah. of year again. Insert quote from the movie here. Yeah, you know, my favorite quote from the movie is gay people, gay people, gay people, gay people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Easily one of the greatest YTPMVs of all time. So, um, let me explain what's going on. There is an 
oil shortage uh, because like water valves are made from oil and uh, that this like like this truck ran out of gas and she's attempting to park it. I knew I, I knew there was an oil shortage going on because I paid attention in history class in seventh grade. Yeah, me. Oh, <laughs> oh epic history le epic history joke reference uh, or whatever. I yep. I I I find it really funny that like there's like an oil shortage, and as we all know, vinyls are like made out of oil, and. Uh, Elton John would proceed to make a like Goodbye Yellow Brick Road a double album in the year 1973. So he's like, he's contributing to the oil shortage. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. Yeah, I, I was just thinking, like, it would be cool if we got to that on Rock of Ages one day. One day, yeah. Next year, two years from now, mm. 18 years from now. Is it a concept album? It isn't. Oh, it's too bad. We we haven't done really much theater albums in like past. We're couple doing Grease tomorrow, Romy. I mean, other than that, uh, and even then, it's like uh, even then we're doing like the movie soundtrack. Yeah, the the good version. Yeah. I mean, it, that's. I mean. The, the definitive version of Greece is debatable, but, like, that's, like, the most well-known version of Greece. Yeah, and and fun fact, Greece didn't enter the National Film Registry until uh, two years ago, right around the same time Shrek did. Hmm. It took that's, Shrek less that... time than Greece to, to be preserved in the Library of Congress. That's so true. Uh, don't worry, I'll make sure we'll do more like music cast recordings before the end of this year. Yeah. Yeah, she just parked that car. She did it. She parked the car in the middle of the freaking road. Uh, it's probably gonna get towed anyway. Yeah. She's sitting on the sidewalk. She's very sad because she hasn't had a bite to eat. She really wants one of them licorice pizzas. <laughs> oh, um, Andrew, um, I was just thinking, I, I should send you, I, I should send you, like, the whole thing of, um, like, the entire, like, all the, the original Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared videos. Um, right now, the, um, the, the, the new episodes are getting, uploaded and taken down at like intervals i've as i've said earlier i've managed to watch the first three episodes and with a plan to watch uh the others um very soon yeah is this like a new challenge for me i have to watch all the don't hug me i'm scared episodes while blackpink's whole discography plays in the background <laughs> yes yes absolutely yes <laughs> yes, that would be very interesting. That would be a very interesting experiment. Um, I... You just gave me an idea. Hang on. Oh boy, this is happening. Yeah. Um, like, like imagine, like it's 
it's like the whole dark side Wizard of Oz thing. Even though Blackpink's discography is far longer than all the Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared originals and possibly um, all the new episodes as well. Mm. Player one is forced by player two to listen to all of the episodes of Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared while Blackpink's discography plays in the background. Soon enough, all of your events are just going to be uh, things you forced me to do. <laughs> I really like the wallpaper on the right. That's such a neat aesthetic. Yeah, it's very... Yeah, it's a very tacky 70s thing. I like the tacky 70s thing. Yeah, and here's uh, Benny Safdie. Uh, I do not like that tacky 70s mustache, though. Hmm. If I had a nickel for every movie in the past couple of years that uh, Benny Safdie had had a pivotal role in, while John C. Riley had like this cute little cameo, I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it happened twice. The other movie is um, the upcoming movie, Stars at Noon. Hmm. Nice. Which, uh... Doesn't have a trailer yet, but like it's supposed to be coming out in October. It better have a trailer, and John C. Riley better be in it, yeah. or I. W he better be the main focus of the trailer. <laughs> Just be the entire focus of the whole movie. Yeah, he should have like a more prominent role. It's, it's like one of those movies, like. No, it would just be funny if the entire trailer was just, like, John C. Riley's 22nd cameo appearance and then the title of the movie. And then now you have to watch the rest of the movie in order to see what the rest of the movie looks like. Yeah. I'm, like, I I made a joke that, um, no, actually not, like, uh, I remember somebody joking that uh, the trailer for um, the new Muppet, for, like, the... The 2011 Muppet movie uh, should just be like a clip of Jason Siegel doing jazz hands in front of the logo for 10 seconds. <laughs> and the music that plays in the background is the is uh, Chris Cooper's uh, rap song. <laughs> <laughs> and and then there's the there are the lyrics on the screen so you can follow along to them. <laughs> See if I can find that post. So, uh, is there no more Tom Waits in this movie? No, like, uh, like, like Gary, like, um, Cooper Hoffman and Alana Haim are like they're the most main characters, and everybody d just like drifts in and out of their lives. Um, they come in, they come out. Yeah. Whoa, they come out. <laughs> so, um, let me see. I wonder if there's a picture of, like, uh, John C. Riley and uh, Tom Waits. I mean, 
Somebody says, said, like, I hope we get a teaser with Jason Siegel standing still doing jazz hands in front of the movie logo for 10 seconds. And somebody said, that sounds about right. Hmm. I haven't seen the, the Muppets 2011 in a long time. Yeah, I haven't seen the fact that I The fact that I called it the Muppets 2011 makes it sound like it is the 2011th Muppet movie ever. <laughs> when is Muppets uh, 1248 coming out? <laughs> Muppets 2001 A Space Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> Open, open the pod doors, Fuzzy. I'm sorry, Kermit. I'm afraid I can't do that. <laughs> and no. then the comedian's a no. The comedian's a freaking bear. Good grief! The comedian's a bear. Oh my god! You need to watch the uh, good grief. The comedian's a bear. I'm gonna, I'm gonna link it. Hang on. Oh, I was so gonna link good. it. Brain cell twin. Oh. For my videos to laugh at when you're sad playlist. It's so good. Uh, speaking of which, I I haven't you haven't really added much to the playlist. I suggest a couple yeah, I videos. Yeah, add more to it. Hmm. I did add more to it. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I really thought you said uh, it wasn't worth it. Hmm. Uh, but it is worth uh, watching such gems as uh, it's loading. Uh. Uh, it's still uploading. Like, uh, uh, you just lost your brain privileges. Hello, I am Dog. The Count censored. Arnold dies. Uh, we are we are resorting to violence. You gotta be kidding. Uh, the give me the Paul Papa videos in there. This just this just reminded me of this one video. So funny. The Muppets get modernized. <laughs> I love that video so much. I just love that channel in general. It's so funny. Solid JJ is the name of that channel. Yeah, there's the what is it? Scooby Doo and the Mystery of the Dead Guy. It is so funny. <laughs> Are you watching it right now? Have you ever seen Skooks? Yeah. Uh yeah, I'm just I'm just looking at all these uh uh video titles. Uh, the Justice League remembers Hawkman exists. <laughs> oh no, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Stooges. Please, it's my soul, JJ. Yeah. <laughs> Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, but LA Blues plays every few minutes. Oh God. Mm. Batman destroys the Justice League with facts and logic. <laughs> Spider-Man, please just go home. <laughs> and then there's two Breaking Bad parodies, uh, Breaking Down and Cooking Bad. We're fixing good. Um. That, just oh, that just reminded me of another uh, Breaking Bad parody. Um... <laughs> But it's by Studio C, if any of you have heard of them. Breaking Bad parody for kids. 
this instead of Walter White cooking meth, he's cooking math. <laughs> that reminds me of like nobody kids bop ads. I, I feel like <laughs> I'm just playing it for you because um um I want to see if I can find it um in my history. Hmm. Well, you... <laughs> what are you? Scoop. What I'm you laughing at? Scooby Doo and the Mystery of the Dead Guy. The dead guy, yeah. Like, is this spooky pirate ghost or maybe a creepy evil clown? Oh no, 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 no. Um, triple homicide. <laughs> <laughs> And then I the sure do like, hate those and then, like, homicides. She's like, Zinkies. someone's like, zoinks, and then French is like, holy shit. It is so funny. Mm hmm. No. I'm gonna watch uh, one of the Breaking Bad ones. Um. So... As soon as my phone wants to load. You know what? I can watch it on my own time. My phone is my phone is slow, and it's at like two percent. I can't risk it. Uh, mind if I play a video in the Fredbot? Yeah. No. Um. Yes. Which one? Uh, it's the Kidsbot one. Oh no! Introducing Kidsbop 87 with hits like Good For You. Well, good for you, you look happy and happy, 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 happy. Our writers aren't professionals. We just found them filling up their gas at a parking lot in 7-Eleven and handed them a paper and pen. Call me by your name. Call me by your name. I'm Zach. I'm Tay-Tay. I'm Emma. And I'm Ethel. <laughs> Me. Even old hits like Timber. It's going down. I'm young education. Girls deserve to learn. No world's on fire. Whales are choking on Snapple bottle caps. Climate change. Don't start now. Data full 360. In gym class. These are supposed to be old hits for you. Blinding lights. Ooh, I'm blinded by my dad. Cause he just threw a paintball in my eye I can only see him purple now Walk from the top, make it drop That's a worship and prayer We accept any religion, even Scientology Welcome to the Sea Org And lastly, someone you loved I was getting kinda used to being someone you hated And I'm sorry that my silly band business tried to sell you Cause you stole my milk at recess And it was a special old kind from Whole Foods I'm lactose intolerant Hashtag share your truth Kids Bob 87 Only available in the checkout at Target Next to the Mentos Wow Um, hopefully we won't get copy striked for that Tune in tomorrow when this episode doesn't upload because of copy strike. Uh, it, we should be fine. It's only like parodies. It's protected under fair use. Yeah. Do you really think big businesses care about fair use? Probably oh, not. Um, for um, record, uh, Benny Safty is playing like um, uh a guy, a real person who was running for mayor. 
Um, mm. and, uh, and this is for that movie coming up with John C. Riley. No, in it's this movie, Licorice Pizza, and uh, Alana oh. is working for him. Okay. Yeah, I really need I really need to watch this film on my own time. Yeah. To get a better understanding of it. Yeah. I mean, I love hanging out with you guys. You're like sisters to me, but we really should be like. We we should really just watch this movie on our own times and not just like talking about random stuff on top of it. Yeah, good thing I saw this movie twice in the theater. Yeah. Do we have any more Paul Thomas Anderson on the wheel? Um, got a couple of them. Um, I, I was considering doing Magnolia, but like it's like really long and like we we'd have to like we'd have to do it like earlier in the day to like or like split it into two parts. I'm all fine with that. Uh, I, or maybe we could um. Record it. Record the whole three-hour show, and uh, and and then like split the episode into two parts, like in consecutive days. That's how I would do it. That could work. Yeah, yeah. It, that would be also our approach to uh, such such works as uh, Drive My Car and Boyhood and anything that's three hours or more. Anything that's two and a half hours or more. Cool. The Irishman. Uh, yeah. What? A, so, uh, yeah, I know you don't have Boogie Nights on the wheel yet, but you have stuff like There Will Be Blood. Yeah. Cool. All I know about that movie is that the one of the main guys drunk someone else's milkshake. He drank it up. Yeah, it's two hours and thirty-eight minutes. Uh, it should be fine. Uh, I just got an idea. Huh? What's it, what is it, Andrew? Uh, you'll see. Hmm. Hmm. Nice, nice little guitar. Look in the look in the Hunger Games events things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, let me read it. Player oh oh player one drinks player two's milkshake. They drink it up. I I, I had that event in uh old in like previous Sims. I Oh I, I forgot. I probably just forgot. It's been like eighteen years since you did a sim. Yeah, I jacked it from T V tropes as uh Hunger Games sim events. Hmm. But hey, this proves that it's a good it's a good event that I thought of it. Yeah. Oh god, he's 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 completing his transformation into Ed Sheeran. Uh, I thought you were gonna say he was turning into um, Patrick Bateman. <laughs> Let's check the new event. Uh, let me. It's something that happened to uh, uh, us earlier today. 
Player 1 and Player 2 try to sing a trio of Take Me Home Country Rose with Toddbot, only for Toddbot to go offline, much to their dismay. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> speaking of which, let me see if he... Let me see if he still works. Actually, it kind of sounds... With the, uh, the suit and the pink shirt, he kind of looks like Saul Goodman. Oh. Oh, wrong... Almost seven. Um, I don't know why is he not working. We we'll have to we we'll have to speak to the manager about this. Yeah. Why does it say that pinball is now legal? Was it ever illegal? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Th there was apparently a point where uh, pinball was illegal, and then. Then it became legal, and so he decided to make a pinball palace because the hmm. waterbed thing didn't didn't pan out. You know, my uh, grandparents have this really cool, uh, like it, uh, pinball set in their house in Minnesota. Hmm. Not that you'd ever like make the trek to go see it, but still, I'm letting you guys know that it exists. About ten years ago, I was in this place. Um, I was in, I was in this place. It's since closed. It's a little like little hangout spot. It had a jukebox and a pinball machine and like I don't remember what else. Like they just kind of. I, I it's been closed for a while. Hmm. I I don't know anybody who has a pinball machine or like any sort of arcade. It would be so cool to have an arcade, even if I want to live simply. Like, it would just mm. be so cool to have an arcade. Yeah. My old neighbors have a, have a pinball machine. Yeah. They're not, they're not my neighbors anymore, but they still have it. Mm. It'd be cool if I got a pinball machine and I could gloat about having a pinball machine. Yeah, it would be cool to have... I was just thinking, it would be cool to have a pinball machine, but it would be even cooler to have a Fix-It Felix Jr. arcade game. Because they made, yeah. like, a handful... Yeah, they made a handful of those to promote the movie, and they put them in, like, various places, and, like, I have no idea where, like... Anyone, I have no idea where one would show up. We need to start mass-producing, like, Fix-It Felix Jr. games. I mean, they... Tabletop fix it Felix Jr. games. It's not the same. Yeah. Hmm. It would also be cool if they had like uh, uh, like real life Heroes Duty and uh, Sugar Rush. They did make a Sugar Rush uh, game. Uh, I, they did make a Sugar Rush arcade game. Um, it was I think in, I actually do remember that. There was a Disney. Um, it was in the stu it was in the Disney studio right next to the Fixie Felix Jr. one. Hmm. Yeah. How long is this movie? Uh, it's it's winding down now. Hmm. It's beginning to wind down. Ew! Joe Walsh is singing. I didn't, I'm I'm torn on my opinions on Joe Welsh as a guitarist, but I do not like his whiny little voice. Like, 
Thank you, man. Rocky Mountain Wake and Wake and Wake. Cannot stand that. Oh. I don't know how many of those uh, Fixing Felix Jr. cabinets were made, but, like, they used to have one at Disneyland, and, like, I, I think there's one at, at, there's one at at least one arcade out there. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, there's there exists eight, eight officially made Felixes, um, and they're they were at a lot of theaters when the movie came out, and they were free play. That's interesting. So I could buy a ticket to Wreck It Ralph. I could not even just go in. I could just spend the entire time playing Fix It Felix Jr. That would have been like. Um... Wouldn't that be? Oh, epic? Wait, uh, there is like I think there's one at uh, Playport in Erie, Pennsylvania. Yo, my sister went to grad school in Erie, Pennsylvania. Hmm. She's not in grad school anymore, so there really isn't any reason to go to Erie, Pennsylvania again. So. Rip. But if they had that Fix-It Felix Jr. in Colorado, then maybe there'd be a reason. For because that's where my sister is now. It's <laughs> so funny now. What? <laughs> what is it, Riley? Apparently there was like one day where it's like... During a screening of The Lord of the Rings and Return of the King, during that time, the cat in the hat was, like, in the theaters at the same time. <laughs> apparently, one theater, they, like, were going to see Lord of the Rings, and apparently they started playing the cat in the hat instead. Oh, man. <laughs> that has to be an event. Make that an event, Riley. You, you, that, you can make that event. It's like, like, um, like, um, let me look up. There's gonna be a bunch of those. Okay, rank uh, movie theater mistakes that were a little more than a little bit awkward. One theater played the Hereditary trailer before Peter Rabbit. Uh, this was in Australia. The, they went to like Australian schools closed for a holiday called Anzac Day, which is like Veterans Day. And so they went to uh, see Peter Rabbit, and then they accidentally showed uh, the trailer for Hereditary. That still would not be as scary as uh, hearing James Corden. <laughs> One theater played the wrong Guardians of the Galaxy movie three times in a row. <laughs> in August 2014, Isis went to a Regal Cinema in Virginia to check out Guardians of the Galaxy, but instead of that, they played the beginning of Rise of the Guardians. The error was not initially a big deal, and then it happened again, and then a third time. All three times, the audience was forced to sit through an entire run of trailers, and the same mistake also happened in New Jersey, and hopefully not three times, and as Amia Culpa, Regal offered replacement tickets to the audiences. And uh, one theater played Fifty Shades Freed instead of Black Panther, um, oh. <laughs> one spectator 
figured he was just watching another preview when Fifty Shades Freed started to play. Uh, this was at a movie theater outside of Atlanta. It took the theater about 10 minutes to fix the mistake. And here's something I mentioned um, previously. Um, a theater showed uh, Nymphomaniac instead of Frozen. Uh, this was oh, in, no. This was in Florida. Um <laughs> Parents and young children expecting to see Frozen instead reportedly got the first few minutes of Danish director Lars von Trier's controversial movie Nymphomaniac. It was lewd enough to warn an NC-17 rating. Isn't Shia LaBeouf in that one? Yep. <laughs> one theater. So Shia, Le- Shia LaBeouf can safely say he was in both Even Stevens and Nymphomaniac. <laughs> one theater played the Sausage Party trailer before finding Dory. It, this was in California. Um, for some reason. <laughs> that, wait, what? Wait, what happened? Uh, it, they showed um, they showed um, the sausage party trailer before finding Dory. Uh, here's what. Here's what you mentioned. Um, uh, like here's what you mentioned. Uh, in the, uh, Riley. This is going to be familiar to you guys because Raleigh made an event out of it. One theater played oh. Insidious 3 instead of Inside Out in Ohio. And yeah, they got a sneak peek at the... Uh, somebody said, I got our money back. The damage is already done. My children are terrified and keep ca- asking questions. Well, that's good. Children should ask questions. It helps them grow. One theater uh, showed Fifty Shades of Grey instead of the Spongebob movie Sponge Out of Water. (laughs) Fifty Shades of Sponge. One theater showed Paranormal Activity 4 instead of Madagascar 3. Uh, This is in Nottingham. Okay. Uh, I wonder if there are any incidences that happened in my local Maryland. No! Wait, wait, guys, guys. Children were left in tears after a movie theater accidentally showed trailers for two horror movies before a screening of Peppa Pig. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) One theater trolled audiences by quote-unquote, mistakenly playing La La Land instead of Moonlight. Um, let me, um... Oh. Is this, like, the day after the Oscars or something? I mean, um... In March 2017, a community movie theater in London decided to have a little fun with their audience by playing La La Land to a room full of spectators expecting to see Moonlight. The audience knew they were being trolled and responded with laughter and applause. The the te- theater's manager said of the joke, it wasn't the actual feature film, but a few seconds from a teaser trailer. Then we shut down and did a fump, bit of fumbling to make it look like we made a mistake. <laughs> I love that. That is... One of, that, I, I'm going to make an event out of that. Mm-hmm. Um... He's getting ready for their big dates, and he's gonna say, "Hey, baby, look fine. You wanna go to this new licorice pizza place downtown?" 
And I ran, ran so far away. You see, the joke is they're running. Yeah, this... running so far away. Right, and then it w it wouldn't be until a couple of years later until Kate Bush would expand upon that novel concept by running up her new invention, hills. <laughs> Do you link the? Is it the movie theater like articles and like like what happened? I like that. Okay, I'm. I think I can find the the theater um that showed La La Land as a joke instead of Moonlight. Um, I just want to expand on that. Uh, David Bowie actually made Hills in uh his 1980 album Super Monster Scary Monsters. With the uh, song uh, Up the Hill Backwards. Kate Bush decided to expand on the idea by running up that hill, but forwards, not backwards. <laughs> hmm. What happened to running? Go back to running. Um, uh, it's gonna happen in a bit. <laughs> so I made an event player one arranges a screening of moonlight for the surviving tributes but accidentally shows the beginning of La La Land uh, the word accidentally in scare quotes before abruptly <laughs> switching it out for the advertised film <laughs> <laughs> That's that one's gonna go in my sim that's, that's, yeah. I love that Yeah, that Oscar mm. blunder is one of the things to ever happen in... They're gonna run... Well, they, they're gonna run away. Hmm. I personally don't consider this ending canon. Like, it feels almost absurdly happy. Uh, and, um... <laughs> like, I, I consider it, like, what what Gary wished had happened, hence that whole, like, almost absurdly happy, like, thing. Romy, when people are happy. No, this isn't canon. <laughs> Romy at my wedding. Please object, this isn't what's supposed to happen. <laughs> What I've done, I saved myself. <laughs> we have a title. <laughs> we got it. All in all, very good movie. I can't wait to view it on my own time. Yeah, <laughs> you got a lot of um, movies to catch up on. Yep. Yeah. I like how they're showing like the the best uh, scenes of each uh, actor. I sure did, did love Sh Tom Waits and Sean Penn's iconic shots. Hi, Bradley Cooper. Okay, so. Oh my God, Walter White. <laughs> so anyway, um, I. Like, so, um, earlier in this episode, we, um, established that, um, Andrew's podcast was doing an episode on, uh, 
Grease, the movie soundtrack. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm, and so in honor of that whole, in honor of that scenario, um, we're, uh, next week on Watch This, we will be watching Grease the movie. Mm-hmm. Should be fun. Yeah, it's definitely should be fun. Mm -hmm. Alright, thank you. Barbara Streisand? Barbara Streisand. Sand. Sand. Yeah, like sands. <laughs>